Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. No matter if you're watching live on our Facebook page or you're listening to our podcast, we are excited that you're here. I'm Lauren Sweeney and I am your host today and we have an incredible guest for you. Esty Rand. She is going to rock your world. She lives close by to myself here in Los Angeles, California. We're excited that you are here showing up for yourself to become the best version of you. Esty is an award-winning business consultant. She's a marketing strategist, an acclaimed international speaker, and the founder of Strand Consulting, which is a multinational micro-business that's focused on helping small business owners earn more money with less headache. Who couldn't use earning more money with less headache? Anyone? I see all your hands. She believes that anyone can build a professional and a profitable business doing what they love, earn buckets of money. Oh, yes, I receive that. And still have time for their life and their family. We are excited to have her on. Let's bring her onto our stage. Esty Rand, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Lauren. Oh, fantastic. How did you get into the space that you're in now? And I know we'll kind of talk about some social media hacks and things like that as well. How did you get into this space? Uh, so uh, over 10 years ago, I think we're hitting like 12 years ago, I was actually working as the CIO of a multinational nonprofit. I love my boss. I love my job. I had flex time, which was so important to me. I had three little kids at the time. I now have five and they're not so little anymore <laughs> bigger over the decade. And uh, they hired this middle manager who just created such a toxic environment. He's like a bull in a China shop. You know, we were this like tight knit team. I was running this like, you know, I had a team of three, but we were doing massive things all over the world. And he came in and he's like, well, your team is my team and you're my new secretary. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm good at a lot of things. I'm a terrible secretary. Like I'm not good at coffee, faxing, playing random video games, like not a great secretary. And I was like, actually, I'm the new leaving person. Bye. Um, and it, it wasn't instantaneous, but the toxicity just got so, so, so bad. And I, I wasn't living. I wasn't able to be a mom to my kids. I wasn't able to be a person. And I was terrified when I left, but I had this dream at the time. Part of it had come from the company I'd been working for had hired a consulting firm. And I'd never had access to consulting or consultants. They don't teach you that stuff in school, even though I went to business school. And the consulting company said the exact same things that I've been saying for years. They got listened to and they got paid more. I'm like, I'm in the wrong line of work. I work here. I said all those things. I get paid less and no one listens to me. I should be a consultant. And I think from then it was like simmering, 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 simmering. And so when I left, I just had this dream of doing small business consulting. Right? It was like after the 2008 recession, everyone was trying to like, it was the beginning of what's now like a small business tsunami like everyone is doing a side hustle and I just people didn't know what they were doing I'd like sit in coffee shops and hear people going and like 
you know, excuse the stereotype, but it's so worth it. I'll give you these two women. One's like, oh my God, you're so talented. You should like sell those cupcakes for a dollar. It's amazing. And the one would be like, oh my God, I know, but I'm not sure. Like a dollar, is that enough? Maybe it's too much. It seems like a lot and it takes some time, but it's not a big deal. And I'm just, and I'm like, oh my God, like I can help you. I can help you turn this into actual money. And, and I wanted to so much but I had no idea. I'd always run side hustles. I've been running businesses profitably since I'm 10. It's just like part of who I am, but side hustles. So I took on a couple of things at the same time. I worked for MMA Global, multi mobile marketing association. It's a multinational trade association. I did business brokerage. I was teaching hip hop dance classes. Don't ask. I had a party. So fun. <laughs> and I decided to try this little consulting thing on the side. I was like, let me try you know, let's see what happens. And I started getting clients and I started getting more clients. And first I dropped the brokerage. Brokerage didn't work for me. The skills are great. Like I still help some of my clients buy and sell, but not as a broker, as a consultant. Like I help them. Um, oh, I'm losing my English. Value <laughs> businesses, help them understand what the marketplace looks like, help them present it, help them all of that stuff. But I dropped that. And then I dropped the uh, MMA Global. And I've been doing this for over a decade full time and I wow. love it, you know, and we, my dream was always to do full service consulting for micro business because they can't afford the bigger companies. And so the small business owner always gets a bad rap. They always have to take this like piecemeal and they have to manage all the moving parts and they don't know what they don't even know. And even do half the people they hire because as soon as people get good in this space, they graduate into corporate where there's more money, easier contracts. And I'm a weirdo who after a decade of being here and I've done some corporate work, but I don't, I don't love it. I like small businesses. I like working with business owners. My deliverable is actual results, not a PowerPoint presentation. Mm. Mm. Let's drop the mic on that one, really. Yeah, <laughs> my deliverable is results, not a PowerPoint. I love and I've spoken people from like some of the biggest consulting companies, and they all think I'm nuts. They're like, "No, Esty, this is how we do it. We make year-long contracts. As the year is starting to come to a close, like by month ten, we make sure that there's like a good third that we can't get to, so that we renew the contract for the coming year. And at the end, most of our deliverables are PowerPoints. That by the time they're delivered, they're all they get put on a shelf, and we keep going. And I'm like. That's not what I do at all. That's I work with people do no. three and six months. Some of my clients I work with for 10 years, right? Some clients for five, six years. Yeah, and everyone outgrows people at different stages. But people keep working with me as long as their business is growing and I'm helping them grow it. But it's a constant and consistent results, not presentations, and never holding something back so that they'd have to renew a contract work with me as fast as we can start making a whole bunch of money. You got new problems. I'll help you with those too. You got more money. We'll keep going. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. That is, that is what we do as well. We do, we call it coaching versus being a facilitator or just a presenter. We, we are in an information overload age. We really don't need more information that we're not going to consume and take action on. We really need to gain that confidence in ourselves so that we can move forward and take action on the 12 other ideas we heard 10 years ago. Totally. And we need clarity and we need to know how. So like what I do is frameworks. I'm a systems person. I was a CIO. It's chief information officer. I do database architecture. I speak geek. I, I'm a systems person. Yes. And so when I teach marketing, when we guide our people to marketing, it's a framework. It applies at all times. And all. I just had a call this morning with someone who was part of our marketing training program two years ago. 
and she's now upgrading her business. She's adding a whole extension to it. And she's like, yes, I, I went back to the trainings. My, my participants have lifetime access. She's like, I went back to the trainings and it helped me, but I got stuck here. Like this little piece right here, how do I solve that? Yes. So systems, frameworks, clarity. And I think the difference for me between let's say coaching, consulting, mentoring, and the way I look at it, coaching is I'm helping you get where you want to go. Right? And for me, I went into, I'm a certified professional coach also for over 12 years now. I chose that over therapy, partly because I'm just an empath and I absorb people's problems and I can't. <laughs> it was like too much for me to try to do therapy. Um, but also to me, the difference between coaching and therapy is therapy takes you at your baseline and digs. It's like, all right, what's under here? Let's clean this up. Let's let's get in here. And coaching says, listen, I acknowledge you're standing on stuff. I acknowledge it. Yeah, you want to reference it. Let me know about it. Cool. But we're here and we're going up. Yeah. You know, amazing question I heard today is what are you currently overcoming? Such a coaching question because it allows you to be vulnerable, allows you to go deep, but its focus is upward. Its focus is positive. Its focus is forward. Yes. So coaching is pulling out of you where you want to go and then guiding you to get there. That's coach. That's what a coach does. Consultant says, I just know things that you don't. I've been doing this for a really long time, a really long time, longer than some of the people have been out of high school who are doing it now. <laughs> for a long time. I know stuff you might not know. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what you might want to do because I've seen it done. And then mentoring is uh, I've been there and I'll show you the path that I took. Right? And so when you find a mentor, you want to find someone who's as similar to you as possible and has reached the successes that you've reached. But coaches and consultants don't have to be, they're just different. And so to me, that, that's my definition. I love it. So let's go back to the two city in the coffee shop saying, oh, I should, I should sell flowers. And the other person says, I should sell cupcakes. Yes, we should do it together. And maybe we'll become these huge event planners and we'll service all the weddings in the whole world. I love it. So <laughs> you're listening and you're cringing. And of course you should give them your card. And of course they're going to hire you. And we're going to tell everyone listening how they can work with you. Yeah. But what would you, what would you have them start with? Where should they begin? So they have to begin by finding the uniqueness that is theirs, because we all operate now in a global marketplace. Even the corner grocery store is in a global marketplace because anything can be delivered from anywhere. And then there's something online that when you search for the groceries you need at the corner grocery store, some recipe comes up telling you to get something different from some guy who's operating out of who knows where. Everyone's in a global marketplace. So you start with the uniqueness that is you and attaching that to the people you serve best, right? Everyone thinks like, okay, yeah, so like I'm special, but I'm just like these other businesses and I'm here to serve everyone who wants this, right? I sell cupcakes, they sell cupcakes. Okay, my cupcakes are tastier, or a little bit special this way, but people don't really drill in. And they see I'm available, anyone and everyone who wants cupcakes, come and get them, I got them for you. And that's the biggest mistake that people can make. Because if you're trying to be everything for everyone, you're nothing to no one. And they, they look at the largest companies and you, you can climb any ladder, but not 14 rungs at a time. You yes. look at companies, well, Target's for everyone, Coca-Cola's for everyone. Like, that's adorable. Are you soda? Okay. They didn't start that way. And they also micro-target. Right? I like to think of it like this. Imagine a fisherman. 
He's out in his boat and he's catching a bunch of little fish. He's got a little net, takes his net, throws it in, catches fish. Great. Throws it in, catches a bunch of little fish, pulls it out. And at some point he's like, you know, this is taking a long time. I keep going these little fish. If I take this net and I just stretch it bigger, I'm going to get more fish. So he takes his net, stretches it, throws it in, and out comes a rusty tire. And all the little fish, you swim right through. And that's exactly what happens. And so many small business owners, they just they look at big business strategy. You can distill it and manipulate it to apply to a small business, but you cannot directly mimic it. It is not the same. And I've spoken to experts on all sides. It's not the same. You must micro-target. And even the largest companies micro-target. Look at the ads of the biggest car companies, food chains, McDonald's, Honda, every one of them. When you're in a different neighborhood, right, centered around a different ethnicity, those ads look different. It's not just in a different language necessarily. The look is different. The coloring, the distance between people used to call it social distancing. (laughs) (laughs) Different cultures have, once upon a time, different cultures had different. And now we've just taken everyone and made a blanket distance. But everything about the ad will look different. I was just in Mexico last week. Again, a thing with Mexico (laughs) right now. And uh, there was an ad for Amazon Prime Video. And it looked completely different than the Amazon Prime videos that are here in West Hollywood. And it wasn't just the show they were advertising that it was in Spanish. It wasn't just that. The whole look of the ad, the nuances of the coloring. And Amazon Prime didn't change their logo color, but it was slightly different. It was. Mm. And the layout because you've got to target your people and you've got to choose those people. When you're a small business, you don't need the world right now. You can get there one bucket at a time. Yeah, I love that. So how does one micro target? Do they just get out a piece of paper and journal? How do they know? Do they guess? So it depends if you've ever been in business before, right? If you haven't done any business yet and you're just sitting there and you just got the idea, then essentially you're guessing but you're guessing based on one of three parameters. Either it's someone like yourself, right? Because business owners, we solve problems. That's what we do. All entrepreneurs, we solve problems. So either you've solved a problem for yourself. Oh, I really always wanted cupcakes for my son's birthday. And it just takes so much time. And uh, there are people who want to do special cupcakes for their kids' birthdays. And I want to solve that problem for them, you know? Or these are like, you know, sometimes you just want very exotic flowers and I have access to these cool exotic suppliers because they're my friends from Bali. And so I can get really exotic flowers for people, whatever it is, right? And so sometimes it's someone just like yourself, then you're profiling people like you with that problem. Sometimes people are solving a problem for a friend, colleague, family member, then you're profiling people like that. Sometimes you've just observed a problem. Maybe you're just sitting in the street, just walking someone walk by or hearing something or reading something. Then you're profiling that person. The business had to start from somewhere. It had to start from somewhere. The businesses that have the biggest struggle and often don't make it are the ones that are not connected to any problem that's being solved for any specific group. It's got to start there. I've had people call me again. I told you business brokerage for a while. So I remember a woman called me once. She's like, SD, I'm buying this textile business and I want to know if it's a good investment, right? You know, I had business brokerage and all the experience. Um, and I said, hey, tell me, why do you like textiles? She's like, oh, I don't. I just want to know if it's a good investment. I said, well, are you just buying it? And the person who's running it is going to keep running it. Like, you just want to know from that standpoint, because I can evaluate that. That's fine. She's like, no, no, I'm going to take it over. I'm going to run it. I want to know if it's a good investment. I said, it's terrible. She's like, why? You look at the numbers like- yet. So you don't like textiles. You don't like textiles. You don't like textiles. Why? Textiles fabric, guys, for, for those. I'm not an industry lingo. 
Why would you take up? Well, she's like, Esty, but if it's a good investment, I said, no, there is no good investment that you are not personally invested in. You have to care about it. You have to feel like it does something for people, right? <laughs> There's this incredible restaurant I found here in LA. Blew my mind. It is so well done. I'm telling everyone, I'm like this brand evangelist. Are you a brand terrorist brand? I'm super brands evangelist. I found this restaurant it's called Cafe Gratitude. Oh, Every bit of it is just as woo-woo and yubby as you would guess for a West Hollywood restaurant that's vegan that's called Cafe Gratitude. And I am obsessed. The menu items are all named after like emotions or virtues or attributes that you'd want. So like you can order the grace smoothie or the nourish. Like it is mind blowing and the vibe and the people and there's like a chalkboard and there's a different thinking question every day on it. And like every bit of it. And you can just feel whoever started that place. There's a passion and a drive and a contribution that runs through every bit of it. And it blows my mind. So I'm obsessed with that place. And any business, you bring you through the whole thing. Yes, there are marketing and branding principles that we use to apply you. And that's literally what I teach. Within that framework, you're bringing you to the table. And you are looking for who you solve the problem for. I like to call it the 2 a.m. problem. And I have that in my three-day marketing success challenge, which we'll give people free access to when we're done. You're welcome. 2 a.m. problem is the thing that someone's laying awake in bed at night at 2 in the morning. And product-based businesses often solve more like 2 p.m. problems. It's like 2 in the afternoon and you're like, I'm hungry. I need a snack. I think I need a new shirt. You know, it's like more of a 2 p.m. problem. And 2 p.m. problem people will often pay less for, Right. You buy a $2 snack, even a $200 dress. Like it's not service-based businesses, which is my specialty. You want to solve a 2 a.m. problem. Someone's lying awake in bed at night at 2 in the morning. And for me, service-based businesses, I actually include food service and niche fashion. I don't include, you know, fast fashion or corporate fashion, but niche fashion often falls in here because there's a soul connection in it. Mm. So what are you solving for people that they're lying awake in bed at night at two in the morning trying to figure out? Now, again, if you were solving a problem for yourself with this business, that's going to be an easy one to find. As long as it's not so specific, right? You don't want a graphic designer who's trying to sell like flyers for dentists. Like it's like, that's a little too niche. Graphic design for dentists. Cool. Flyers for medical professionals. Cool. right. Not really. Because when you look at the industry, people don't, get flyers, but in theory, it could work. Yes. Um, I love that idea of the 2 a.m. or the 2 p.m. problem. So we're in a service-based business. Absolutely. We're always talking about it in terms of how can I add value and what are their pain points? I love how you just reframed it as what is their 2 a.m. Because when you get to 2 a.m., a few things happen. And the biggest ones are, one, people are less price sensitive. Are you always talking about like, oh, and it's expensive, expensive. When you solve someone's 2 a.m. problem and you really solve it, okay, because you charge commensurate to the value you provide, but you really solve it, it is worth it to them to pay you to fix it. And the other thing that happens is you build brand evangelists. Because when you have someone that's really suffering and you fix it, they will go and tell the whole world that you have solved their problem. And so the deeper you get, and again, you want to solve a 9 p.m. problem. Okay. A midnight. Okay. But that 2 a.m. Like, so for me, when I figured this out, when we launched the first online program, I tried to launch, I think like five years ago, because like everyone was launching an online program. I'm like, oh, cool. I want to do that too. Right. Because I'm guilty of all the things that I 
you know, try to help my clients not do now. I <laughs> live and learn. It flopped completely. I got zero signups. It was such a joke. And when I was able to drill into the 2 a.m. problem that I do solve, because right, I was always doing the one-on-one -on -one work for 12 years now, it was helping people never waste money on marketing again. I realized my people are lying awake in bed at night going, I need more clients. I need more business. And I don't understand marketing. And I don't like social media. And I'm wasting money. And I'm hiring these people. And I hired that one. And I tried this. And I tried that. And it didn't work. I can't help them. I show them exactly why it worked, why it didn't, what they need to do to make it work, and often not even spend money. And guarantee that they always get a return. So when I realized that, we launched our first real online program. We did six figures profit in six months. Awesome. And, awesome. and helped a whole lot of people on the way, which is more important. And they keep coming back. Like I said, this morning, I just had a call with one of our graduates from two years ago who's going back through the material because it's a framework. You can apply it all the time, anytime. Exactly. And you have it forever. I want you to keep, so, going, keep doing. So good, Esty. So let's tell them. Let's tell them how they get into that boot camp and the free gift. So okay. let's start with the free gift. Do it. It's a three-day marketing success challenge. It's kind of a microcosm of our paid program. Start here. And if you're just starting out, this might be enough for you. You're welcome. That's fine. If you want to go deeper, you want to do more, reach out to me. I'm really hard to lose online. Really, really hard to lose me sdran.com slash free gift. So you have to spell my name right. E-S-T-I-E-R-A-N-D.com slash free gift. Right now, the 3D Marketing Success Challenge is there. You got unlocked free access to it. Uh, we are looking to put it behind the paywall soon. So you can always go to that link, sdran.com slash free gift. And there'll always be something free there. But I would go soon to get the Marketing Success Challenge because it might not be there shortly. Yeah. I love that. So <laughs> just a little tip from some insight. Just so you know, don't delay. S T Rand. So E S T I E R A N D dot com slash free gift. So go there right away. And if they just want to connect with you, you're SD Rand pretty much on all platforms, right? I'm SD Rand pretty much on all platforms. I live on LinkedIn. That's my main home base. I am on yes. Instagram. We recently started playing with TikTok. And it's okay. so super fun and a little bit cringy. I saw a great TikTok the other day. I'm like, I need to do this one. And there's this woman going, she's like, I just want you to know, I don't know why. I get very uncomfortable. My friends and family watch my TikTok. This is for strangers on the internet. I'm like, yes, yes, that is how I feel about my TikTok. All the people who know me, don't go. But if you don't know me, go, because it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Awesome. Oh my goodness. Well, Esty. And so many, so many nuggets. And I know those watching or listening, gaining so much from what exactly do you solve for people and really being able to niche it and have that targeted audience. And if the targeted audience doesn't work, they could switch their audience. You right? can switch. You can switch. Different fishies. This so you solve a problem for someone. Just figure out who it is. And again, First, look in those three places. It's you, it's someone close to you, or it was someone that you observed that you decided to solve a problem for. And if it's none of those, we need to start all over again because you're yes. going to go out there and you're just going to throw money at this. It's not going to throw money back at you. Yes. So good. So we love to ask a final question, Esty, and that is what does rise up for you mean to you? It means at the end of every day, the end of every month or year or whatever you do like a little self-reflection when you have that moment you can look at yourself and you can say you know i'm living the way i want to i'm doing what i want to do i'm contributing what i want to contribute and if you're not there yet great start heading there but to me that's what it means 
rise up for you. Give your gifts to the world for you so that you can look at yourself and say, I'm living my best life. And that includes giving to others what I can. I love that. That's Tyrion. It's been so fantastic having you on the podcast. Thank you for being on today. Oh, it has been my pleasure and an honor. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Oh, we could talk for a couple more hours. So great. She's so juicy and knowledgeable and just focused and definitely into serving others. So I love that. Thank you for being here today on the Become Your Best podcast. If you would like to get our free success kit, go to riseupforyou.com slash success kit. I'm Lauren Sweeney signing off as your host. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you.